Hello, welcome to the Pretty Intense podcast. On the show today is the lovely and beautiful Leanne Rhymes. She has sold over 48 million records. She has two Grammys and 12 Billboard Music Awards, and the list seriously just goes on and on and on. She has a new album out called God's Work. Really, I mean, of course I would love to help her promote it because the album's amazing. The Wild is my favorite song, if you want to know. Really, she's just, she's just really open. She's spiritual. She's deep. She's introspective. And those are all really good ingredients for a good conversation and someone that can help others. And truly what you'll learn is how much she wants to help. There's so much more than just the music to her. She has a lot of stories to tell and a lot of lessons that she's learned. And she's dealt with everything from anxiety to family dynamics, relationship dynamics. Today on the episode, she shares so many of her lessons. It really resonates. I got goosebumps many times throughout the interview uh, just with sort of that universal, yes, there's so much truth in this and there's so much power. So uh, I hope you feel it too. Please enjoy the episode. And if you like it, please hit subscribe and the bell for notifications. And I always love to read your comments on what resonated with you. Thank you for doing this, by the way. Yeah, I, of I course. to talk to you. I feel like you're such a you're such a, you've had so much life experience and you, you know, you've gone through so much stuff and, and you're just deep. Like there's just, it's just fun to talk to somebody that contemplates things that, um, is introspective, that does the work. I mean, that's just not always super common. It's true. I love having these conversations. They really fulfill me in so many ways. I love going on podcasts like this because it's, I don't know. It's just, I don't, I don't have these kind of conversations every day, you know, and it's, um, I don't know. It's just nice to talk to people of like mind and like heart and yeah, get into, get into life. Yeah. Life. I mean, that's really what it is like contemplating life. Okay. Well, first thing to like talk about is we both just turned 40 this year. So. Oh, you um, did too. Yeah, my birthday was March 25th, and yours was just oh, a nice. couple of few months after, right? What yeah. was your July? August 20th. August. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like it's sort of a it's it's a mark in time. So were you dreading 40? Were you excited about 40? What was the vibe with 40? I was excited about 40. I actually enjoy a new decade. And I've always enjoyed turning older because I was so young when I started and people made such a big deal of my age and no one ever wanted to let me grow past 13. <laughs> so I feel like 40 felt like I was really stepping into my womanhood for the first, I mean, I felt like these last five years of my life, I've really been stepping into my womanhood, but really at 40, it was kind of that mile marker for me to really allow myself <clears throat> to feel fully a woman. And I was, yeah, I was very excited about it, but I, now I don't, I don't feel any different. Like nothing changed. I was waiting for some like big moment. And I was like, Oh no, that was nothing happened. <laughs> what does feeling like a woman? What does that mean? I think I just allowed, I, there's a, well, there's many things there. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I'm, better there's a there's a mothering piece for that for me like a feeling like I'm taking care of myself like taking care of my child's inner child self um where I feel like I've really taken on the responsibility of that um I don't have children of my own I have two stepsons but 
And I, one of the reasons why I've never had children is because I, I didn't, I've had so much trauma in my life and also generational trauma passed down that I was just like, I don't, I don't want to bring a child into this world until I know I can, I can do it differently. Now at 40, thinking about that, I know I would, I could do it differently now. And I don't know that door hasn't completely closed, but um, for a long time, it was just this absolutely won't pass down what's been passed down to me. And, um, you know, I, I didn't want the responsibility either of, you know, being, uh, of, of mothering in that way. Um, because I didn't feel, I didn't feel prepared. And now I feel like I'm doing it for myself. Um, and I've taken on that responsibility and it feels, it feels really good. And I, I also feel like another piece of that is, you know, really just being sourced and driven from the inside out instead of, you know, external validation being the most important thing. And I feel like that, like not giving a shit more and more has really, like 40s really kind of given me, um, I don't know, even more depth in that area of just really feeling internally sourced, which is nice. Yeah. Well, I, I would imagine a lot of that comes from the caretaking that you're doing because I resonate so much with that, like mothering yourself and, you know, too much of a long story, but part of my sort of trauma has related to obviously mom and dad, but the mom and really that element being that needing to have my own back because she didn't necessarily have have me emotionally taken care of. Mm -hmm. And yet that's only because she didn't have her, she wasn't doing that for herself. So I was just that pattern, which would put me into a pattern of being with the wrong people that didn't take, that didn't take care of me. Right. But that was okay. Cause I abandoned that anyway. So, um, (laughs) right. So what, what do you feel like, what are you doing? What are you doing to take care of your inner child? What are some of those little activity like messages or practices because I feel like this is sometimes for some people this is a this is is kind of sounds weird or it doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. to them but maybe when you articulate some of the things that you do and some of the decision making that you do differently now it might make sense what you're talking what 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 is actually happening yeah, I mean, I look at myself as, you know, a whole being of, you know, all of these different aspects of mental, spiritual, emotional, physical um, well-being. And how am I filling those up every day? You know, am I giving myself rest? Um, am I, you know, taking care of my physical health has been something that I've kind of put on the back burner for a really long time. And I, I grew up with psoriasis as it's from the time I was two. And if I wasn't, I thought sickness was kind of just a part of my life and always would be. So it's almost like I gave up on feeling any better than just okay. Um, and, you know, six six to eight months before I turned 40, I was like, that's got to shift. So I started taking care of that aspect of myself. And I think I just look at all of those buckets every day and I'm, you know, am I am I giving myself what I'm needing in those areas of my life? And I prioritize that. Like I, you know, I think the biggest thing is prioritizing myself and my care and, you know, being in the business that I've been in for so long, it's been on in constant motion. I have been the center of it all. It's all been me, but at the same time, I, I haven't put myself first. It's been everything else has come first. So 
I think I have started to recognize like I have I have needs um, and I I want to feel good and you know really I think the rest piece for me too is like I said as much in motion as I've been my whole life rest has not been something that I have even felt comfortable with. And right. like, I just took a nap before we got on here for 30 minutes. I was like, oh, I feel so good. So I think it's those things. I think it's one thing I've been doing, you know, for my own mental well-being too. And, and the child in me is, you know, pick one, one thing a day that makes me really happy. And I, I love going on a bike ride. I love, I have, used to love jumping on a trampoline when I was a kid. So I have a rebounder that I like will jump on for 20 minutes. And oh. it just any, any like 20, it could be. 10, 20 minutes, like anything that just uniquely brings me joy. Um, I, I really try to focus on one of those things a day, especially when I'm really, really busy during my day. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's so simple. Like they're really simple things. Um, it's just the commitment to them and being consistent with them. And I think that that adds up at the end of the day. Was there, <clears throat> were there things or a way of being when you were a kid that you really weren't allowed to do or be and some of it might have been direct <laughs> yeah. but some of it might have just been an energetic like motion of stuff that was happening but were oh, there God, that could those- be its own podcast um <laughs> i i mean i was an only child uh, you know i was a pretty blonde girl in the south like you know and i was raised southern baptist and there was always this idea of um perfection and you know as an as an only child who grew up in a very volatile household um trying to take care of everybody's feelings um i was you know i was a performer and so and that was the way to make people happy and so i i think i i learned when i visited egypt i was introduced to an expert aromacologist who explained the healing powers of various scents. I returned home with 18 bottles of powerful essences that unlocked specific feelings and had all sorts of healing properties. I became inspired to find a functional way to deliver them in a new consumer lifestyle product. Candles became my medium. Voyant means seer, a reference to the inner eye chakra one of the key energy points in the body essential to wellness and healing. Voyant is a doorway to openness and imagination, a catalyst in our daily journey. Whether you're connecting with others or enjoying alone time, Voyant strives to beautify the home and the soul to create a haven of peace and joy. The candle is delivered with a beautiful monogram 12-ounce stemless wine glass, which can be used after the wax is gone. My limited edition candle collection is available exclusively at voyantbydanica.com. I had this idea for so long, I'm still working on it now, that I'm bad. Like growing up, you know, and like I said, in, in church where we're all told we're, you know, sinners and, you know, and I have organized religion has its own place and I it, it works for some people. But for me, there were just these really underlying, you know, very sad messages that I very much internalized. Mm. And, um, and I'm still like, that's one of my deep core beliefs that I, I carry around that I'm, that I'm working with is I, you know, I'm bad. Mm. <laughs> and, um, you know, so I, I didn't really, I didn't have a chance to, I think, fully be me like without 
trying to fit into everybody's box around me, what they, the idealized child and not like the real child. So I think now I've, you know, loving all the complexities of myself is such a challenge. I have to allow those messy parts of myself to, to have some playtime because I wasn't, I I don't really think that that was, and, you know, I don't think a lot of people around me were, um, aware of, of any of this but I those are the messages I, I received as a kid and and very much internalized that those things that happen when we're kids are so influential and they might not always be direct words but they're just a feeling of like you know maybe even you were going on tour but you were off like playing with Barbies or you were like on the swing set or something <laughs> like that and it was like get back here and so it's like you're bad yeah. because you're not doing whatever you're supposed to be doing and those things yep. leave such deep, deep imprints. We obviously share the same, share a doctor, which is super fun. Um, so I want to talk about that health stuff. You know, as you said, you turn 40 and, you know, you work on those things and psoriasis. And I, I didn't know that. Is it fixed? And like, what have you learned about that? What have you learned in that realm? Because man, that's a giant rabbit hole. Oh, yeah, it is a rabbit hole. And I feel like <laughs> I keep going deeper and deeper down it like every day. Um, yeah, it's uh, I don't even know where to begin there. I why'd you, you call know, I, like why'd you well, get I called Mindy Mindy because I wanted um, I wanted to work on my hormonal health. So I had I had been on birth control for years, as so many women are. And yeah, it was awful. And um, one day I decided to just take myself off of it. And I, my body kind of went right back into its normal rhythms, but not really. Like it was, <laughs> it was kind of a <laughs> yes and no. I had periods, but then I don't think my, all of my hormones were balanced and syncing up properly. And um, no one had ever taught me about hormonal health at all. Like we're not taught any of these things as kids. And so, like I said, I knew going into 40 in this new decade, I know there's a lot of changes that we go through as women. I, I got on the phone with her. She's so funny. She's like, oh, sometimes I, when I work with celebrities, she's, she's kind of like, I thought, you know, I'm probably going to get on the phone with her and talk to her like for, you know, 45 minutes and and that'll be it. And then literally I've been boxing I box with her like every day. She's become like one of my dearest friends and we found our way into each other's lives. And I honestly, I've never had someone walk me through health in such a profound way. And, you know, it's gone from hormonal health to, you know, healing my gut to um, working on thyroid stuff, like to, um, yeah, just figuring all the pieces of the puzzle out. And, you know, I've discovered so much about my body that I didn't even know. And, you know, having psoriasis from so young, there's so much inflammatory stuff there. And, um, no, my psoriasis isn't, um, we haven't really gotten to the root of that, but I feel like we're through other things, we're getting to the root of what, you know, might have triggered that as a child. So, um, yeah, it's a, you do open Pandora's box and, you know, there's days when I'm like, oh, I can't do this anymore. I'm getting so close to feeling, um, you know, even better. And I've come so far, like I actually keep a list of, you know, of little markers that I see of how I'm healing. And I just started doing it. Yeah. I just started doing that recently because it's so easy to lose sight of 
the tiniest of transitions that are happening. And um, yeah, I've uh, I've come a long, long way in eight months, and and I'm I'm still on that journey. So yeah, I want to I want to feel good in my forties. I mean, I had this oh. goal I was going to like look and feel my best when I turned forty, and instead it was the fucking opposite. And I'm like, <laughs> oh god. I mean, truly the word, the opposite. Um, what is your, what's made the biggest difference? Well, I have to say one of the biggest things, um, I have a, a oxygen chamber here in the house and that has, that's changed me a lot. Um, I have, I can tell a difference in my brain. Um, I can tell a difference in my mood. Um, that is, it's definitely a game changer for me, especially when I come off the road, like to just try to get back into balance and, you know, back into normal life. So it's, um, that's one of the most profound pieces. And I'm, I'm not, we have a sauna here, which I'm really digging the sauna. Like that, when I, when you start learning about, like I've learned about all the neurotransmitters and when you start learning about what does what and you know, I'll be in a bad mood and I'll get in the sauna and 40 minutes later, I'm like, Oh, I feel a lot better. Like all the serotonin and <laughs> dopamine and everything starts to like, wait till you, you know. get the cold plunge too. I just finally got mine delivered and I was in it for about five minutes after the sauna today. And my body was um, numb after that. It's 45 degrees is what I've decided to set it at. And like, then like, as the blood comes back, it's like just blotchy, like your whole skin mm -hmm. is like, looks like you've been sunburned, but somehow <laughs> patching back together again. But yeah, those things can be super powerful. I have a hyperbaric as well. And um, God. In the heart of Napa Valley lays Somnium, which means to dream in Latin. The Somnium Vineyard Estate is an extension of the love and intensity that I pour into everything I do. To experience our wines, visit SomniumWine.com and use the code Somnium to receive a $10 flat shipping rate. Please drink responsibly. Damn it. I just can't get my ass in that thing. I it's, just... it's hard. It's hard. You know what the trick for me has been is going in it even for like 20 minutes at a time oh. because that, 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 that was a Mindy trick. Mindy's like, cause I was the same way. I'm like, I'm so anxious in this damn thing. She's like, just pop in there 20 minutes at a time. And so 20 minutes became like 45 minutes and then 45 minutes sometimes is like an hour. And then I'm like, Oh, it's not so bad. So I do it in the morning. First thing when I get up. So I'm not like, I don't have a lot of energy running through my body. And that seems to be my key to at least getting in there every day. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's a good idea. Just get in there for 20 minutes, which basically means pressurize and depressurize. Right. And <laughs> right. True. You talked about anxiety and I know that that's a part of your life. And um, like, I'm curious, like, I think, I feel like we go down a pretty deep dive on just the mental side of things and just, you know, where did that come from? And do you, do you know where, where that stems from? Because this is, this is an area of life I'm, I'm really interested in and I really want to understand, um, better because I'm, I'm a bit of a firsthand learner and I've owned, mm -hmm. I've had a couple, couple times, like three or four times, actually about three times in my life, I felt true anxiety because, I knew I couldn't escape the thought. It was like a, like you couldn't choose a good thought. It was like heart racing more. Um, 
And actually, when I was doing such heavy detoxing with Mindy, we oh, were that's, like whew. two full dropperfuls of that like brain, blood brain barrier stuff a day. Oh, yes. Doing like suppositories every day. Cyto? Yeah, Cyto. I was doing oh, Cyto whew. two full droppers a day. Oh my God. Suppositories every night. Yeah. And like every other drug, every other like pill and every other modality, including like red light and the hyperbaric and the sauna and the, you know, like I just stacked a million things and I finally hit a wall because she said, let me know how your mood's doing. And I've just got this like weird resiliency. And I was like, fine, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm depressed. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I was literally depressed. And uh, so I kind of just stopped doing everything. But it's such a it's it's such everybody, pretty much everybody will deal with it on some level, but some, of course, deal with it on a really regular basis. And I just have so much empathy. Um, What's been your excavation of that? energy. There's so many things. Um, funny thing about Saito, I actually, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm of that thought if one works, then two must be great. So, right. And so I, she's like, just do like five drops of Saito to like, you know, slow in and I'm like one dropper full. And I was in the fetal position because it was all the, that mercury, it was like coming out of me, which mercury causes so much anxiety, which I, at one point, I had a heavier mercury load, which was definitely feeding that. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I feel you on the side Um, I, I think there's multiple sources. I actually just went to Dr. Amen and did the whole brain scan. What'd you think? How would you think? I was fascinated. It was very interesting. It's very interesting to see my brain. Um, I have like zero dopamine going on when I am not taking, I, have, I take medication um, for, um, it's called Vyvanse, which is a, um, a stimulant because at one point I, I just, I basically get into these freeze states of de- low depression and where I can't move. And so I take a very low dose of it to get me out of it. And he did a brain scan one, uh, one on it and one off of it and off of it, I have like zero dopamine. So I think when my dopamine pathways were being created as a child, I was wearing those things out left and right. And so I, my body just doesn't right now, doesn't create it on its own. Um, so it, the, the medication actually really helps my brain go from having this really sleepy brain to actually being. Right. Um, so good. Yeah. It and is. Andrew, and Huberman, I, Andrew Huberman really dives into dopamine really well. Yes, I've listened to like, stuff. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, but the the thing about the medication too, though, it really um, activates my basal ganglia, which is my whole anxiety issue. So I, that's already very activated in me and that just kind of multiplies it. But so I have, there's, there's, it was great to see reasons why I have this kind of free yeah. state um, depression and then this anxiety. I also have a lot of like some pretty severe PTSD in my brain from just life. And so I think that's part of it too. Just trauma that, you know, is still in my nervous system that I'm working through now. Um, so I feel like I've, I feel like I've gained a little bit more clarity around what's going on with my brain. Um, which for me is really helpful because I don't feel like there's something wrong with me. It's just like, Oh, this is now I have a clear picture of what's going on when, when my anxiety is activated, I know what's activated in my brain. And so 
I am, um, and I, through all his testing, I realized I have a very strong negativity bias toward life. <laughs> so he can see that. He can see that. Well, it, when and all the tests that we took, like it's there's like a there's a whole thing of the of, measuring, you know, the yeah, all the measurements, yeah. I have a super strong neg negativity bias, and so I've literally now for the last, I guess it's been about two weeks. I have a morning routine of, I do um, a Kundalini meditation called Kirtan Kriya, um, which is like a 12 minute meditation um, that's supposed to really activate your frontal lobe. So I'm do, working with that. I'm working, I have a gratitude list that I do morning and night, and I actually think of things that I'm grateful for. And then I let it go and I like, I sit in that feeling of it. Um, I, have been really focused on, like I said, um, I have that list of, of of things of ways that I'm noticing my body and my mind and things are changing. Um, I was watching Jonah Hill did a documentary uh, recently about him and his his therapist. I, I can't recall his therapist's name at the moment. Um, it's a fantastic documentary. I highly recommend it. But in this, I just watched it last night and I started this practice this morning and I love it. Um, he talks about putting putting the next pearl on the string, mm. and he, he was saying that no, like that mean meaning if you got up and got out of bed, that's a pearl on the string. If you brushed your teeth, that's a pearl on a string. Like okay. if I did this podcast, it's a pearl on a string. And so um, it was no no pearl, no one no no thing is good or better than the other thing. So it's like basically you just get up every morning and you're going to put a pearl keep putting pearls on the string and i started a list this morning i love lists because i'm a virgo um yes. i started a list this morning of like how i'm noticing like all the things how i'm putting my pearls on my strings today and it's great because it's helping i'm noticing all these little things that i'm doing are really helping train my mind to look for um look for the good look for positive it's positive reinforcements positive re reinforcement of my healthy habits and for someone that has a really strong negativity bias and also likes to live in the future and plan everything, which causes a lot of anxiety um, and out of the present moment, I think all of these little tools, so simple, really kind of help me focus on what's good in my life. And I've been doing, like I said, these little practices for a couple of weeks and I can, I can tell a difference, like a major difference. That's a really good practice. Um, and uh, for a Virgo, for sure, I have my, my son is in the sixth house, which is Virgo. And so I am very uh, em empathetic of Virgos because, well, there's two very dualistic sides to a Virgo. Yes. One <laughs> is that one is that, you know, there's a lot of aspects, but one is that you really, truly accomplish mm -hmm. really incredible stuff, really incredible. Mm -hmm. But the ver but the other side of it is is you don't really see your own greatness and you don't really True. tend to give yourself credit for the greatness and see it. True. So I'm like, would it be better to achieve a lot of greatness uh and feel it or achieve greatness and feel it or like maybe even less greatness but actually feel something or more greatness right. but never feel it. I'm like, I'm not really sure what's better. I um, mean very, very I nice. think I yeah, I think the achieving less greatness and being able to actually feel it would be better. <laughs> I mean, I've achieved incredible things. So have you, and it's like, if you're, if you're not living in it, if you're not absorbing it, then it really doesn't mean shit. 
Like, like if you can't appreciate it. This is just a game of perception. Like the human existence is just game of perception. There's a great guy named Kashif Khan who owns a company called The DNA Company. And he does, oh, yeah. he, he sort of analyzes your DNA and is able to tell you from all different aspects of, of your wellness, what, um, what, where you are good, where you're bad, where you need to work on things. Um, so, uh, that could be a really cool thing. Is that as, the guy Mindy knows? Yeah. 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 I, I uh, have the test here. I'm going to, that's like one of my list of things to do. So great because, you know, something like you were talking about dopamine, I have the highest amount of dopamine receptors genetically you can have. So everything brings me joy. Everything. Oh my which God. Is, Switch brains for a day. We could, we could <laughs> blend them together. I feel like. I don't want to give you mine. Can I just take yours for the day? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd love to trade it in for a little bit more feeling, a little bit more. Um, but, you know, something like that or, or, or just whatever other genetic thing, it's such a cool test and it's so, so, such a thing of the future. I think so many people will do, um, but okay, cool. You should definitely do it. And next up. Um, so what do you like, what, what do people not understand about anxiety? It's not, it's something that I feel is very complex, especially for women, because I know like if my progesterone's low. I literally, I told my husband, it was like two days ago, I was in right after ovulation, estrogen's dropping. And I'm like, I looked at him and I'm like, if you could be in my head right now, it's like hell. <laughs> I was like, it's like hell. Like when you're progesterone, you know, I'm gonna making enough progesterone. Like my, I get body anxiety to where everything in me vibrates. It's like someone plugged me into a wall socket. And it is no matter what I do, I can breathe, I can meditate, I can do all the things, but nothing works. And I think, you know, there's all these tools that we have. And at some point, sometimes nothing works. And I think the people around us have to be compassionate to that. Um, because there's just some days that, you know, there's so many, like I said, so many components, there's a hormonal component, there's um, you know, if I'm, if I'm really triggered by something, you know, that, that from trauma, um, which seems to be for me now, I think my anxiety is definitely, um, there's a, there's a more, there's a physical component to it as far as like, like I said, hormonally, I think, um, is a huge piece for me that, that definitely, um, exacerbates the problem. So, yeah, I think, I think people don't realize how layered and complex anxiety can be and how many different triggers we can have, you know, what can be triggering it? Cause there's, there's so many layers to it. What's the best way to love someone through that? Oh, let it, I, I appreciate it when my husband allows me to verbalize it and let it be, mm -hmm. um, and not try to fix it, but just to, just seize me. Like, you know, that I can say in my mind is a freaking living hell right now. And he's okay with it. And it, it doesn't, we can still go about life, but I'm just, and I think that's really, it's good for me to be able to verbalize it too. Um, so, you know, I don't feel like I'm trapped in my own hell because I think for a lot of people, I, I, I'm sure a lot of people relate to that. For me, it feels like I'm trapped inside of a cell and um, 
if I don't express to people what's going on around me, it feels so lonely. Yeah. So I think, you know, just allowing for that person to express what's going on inside is for me, it's really helpful and cathartic because it, as soon as I vocalize it, it's like the elephant just got, you know, is now out of the room and yeah. um, there's some space around it. Well, anxiety, correct me if I'm wrong, is kind of uh, isolating in and of itself. Like it's a, mm-hmm. it's a mental loop. So if you're already kind of in your head and then if you can't verbalize, it's like really isolating. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, sometimes the the body anxiety can be so intense and it's, and then all of a sudden I will get in my head about just the fact that I can't control what's going on. Um, so, you know, accepting, acceptance is huge, knowing that I do have tools um, and knowing that it will pass. Like that's one, been one of the biggest things for me. I know everybody's like, oh, everything's temporary. And my mind goes to, yeah, but how long is it going to (laughs) take? How long is this going to last? And now it's like, okay, I can ride this wave. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that acceptance is huge because I I have started to notice that it it really, it really is a wave and it will, it will come and it will go. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard, I've heard you talk about dancing before is that, mm-hmm. and like exercise I've heard is a really good thing, like getting the body to move and kind yeah. of blowing off some of the energy through movement. Mm-hmm. But I think somatic, uh, healing is, is really also along with EMDR, I feel like are really some very powerful modalities that I think will become more and more common. So, um, do you, I was just at this, I was just at this festival and we did, um, they called it fluent body and they kind of wanted you to think it was maybe yoga, but you really just got there and you just sort of flailed your body around for an hour. And let me tell you, I get why dancers are fit AF because, um, (laughs) it was a lot of work. Um, but you know, just being able to move your body and like use like voice and sound, Mm -hmm. uh, do you do that stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Sound yeah. is so powerful. Um, and you well, know, it's clearly, so interesting. I mean, your voice, like, hello. Yeah, but that's what I was going to say. It's so interesting because I've always used my voice for other people, and it was the last place I went for myself. And so I, that's why I started chanting, you know, and, and now one of the practices that I do is I'll just go make sound. I don't need it to sound pretty because, you know, all, my sound usually comes out sounding pretty <laughs> and I usually am I controlling it in some way. And I think I, I love that you talk about flailing your body around. It's so nice to just let our bodies and our voices move and have movement and create sound because... I think there's so much freedom and just the expression of the energy that wants to come through us and not focusing on how it has to look. And for someone who's been so much in the public eye my whole life and I've been so concerned about how I look and how I sound, it's such a freeing experience and it's really uncomfortable. I can honestly, I'll go up and do it maybe for like three or five minutes, but past that, I'm like, I'm really uncomfortable. It, it, I can't get out of my head about it, but I'll allow myself those few minutes to do it. I've gotten to where I can do it a little bit longer here and there, but um, bring yeah, up there's something. Does it make you want to? It cry? does. It bring up yes. Oh my god, I can be dancing to a really joyful song and just bawl my eyes out because it's the I that the freedom that expression without control. It, it goes back to the child, like the child who thought that I had to control everything. 
um, there's so much grief there actually. And so to touch upon that grief, it's like, whew, I can like dip a toe in and like come out of it. Um, but I've, 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 I've held myself there in moments where I've just let it overtake me. And it's, um, it's a powerful practice. It really is. Have you ever heard of Taryn Toomey? Um, it's a great, it's a, it's a workout. It's not crazy workout, but it's a little bit of a workout. Um, but it's like 45 minutes to an hour and you just like play one song. There's one song that plays and you just do the same movement through it. And eventually sometimes you add like, like, like your breath and stuff to it. Um, and then they do a heart opening at the end. And I would say about 80% of the time that I've done one of the classes, um, I've like for sure set, shed a tear or cried or had some oh, wow. big epiphany. But it's this cool blend of being able to just move your body for for physical, you know, activity and strength and flexibility, but then also pairing that up with the voice and stuff and mm-hmm. and music and the vo- verbal prompting that they do with you, like what's oh, in cool. what's in there? What are you coming up against? Like what's the story you're telling yourself? All that kind of stuff just starts to like really ruffle it up. I don't know. Ooh, it just, I like it. It just came to mind because I feel like I've had so much cool stuff come through that. Um, I'm going to have to try that. What What was the other thing you were, you said you did at the festival? Yeah. Uh, oh, it was called fluent body, but it was, it was, fluent I'm not body. really sure if that's like a class <laughs> that you can do. I think it's just this sweet, I think she was maybe Italian. I'm not sure, but she was oh, uh, it. Okay. leading, leading us with music and, you know, kind of allowing us to flail around sometimes really vigorously, sometimes really soft, right. sometimes with their eyes open. We we gazed at each other. It was six girls. And at one point in time, we're literally dead panning, staring at each other. And, you know, that, oh, kind, wow. of stuff, that kind of stuff. That's intense. That's fun. Yeah. You love dancing though, right? I feel like I've heard about no, this. So that's, no, that's been a real rub for me, like a place where I've been really uncomfortable. I used to dance as a child. Uh-huh. And then I don't remember who it was. Uh, it doesn't really matter. But someone told me that I was a better singer than I was a dancer when I was young. And it kind of stunted that piece of me. And also growing up in front of the public eye. And like I said, you know, people wanting to keep you a kid and then you're growing into your own body as a woman and, and then being sexualized. And it was just, I kind of was like, I don't feel comfortable in my skin and dancing with all of that. Um, just felt, yeah, it felt like very uncomfortable. And so that's been one of the areas, like I said, where I've really, uh, I've really learned to, to be gentle with myself. And like I said, if I get in there for one song, it's like, okay, I, that's an edge for me. So I want to hear about, I want to hear about then, you know, some point down the line when you're like, I dance naked for an hour and there was a mirror and <laughs> I would like, you know, it's funny. Cause I, I love, I love the full moon and I, I literally have a deep desire to like go out naked under the full moon and dance. So I think, I think I need to, I think you saying that is my, my cue to I'm like do that next time. Speaking things into existence. Yes, I mean, exactly. there's something obviously happening in the quantum field. I'm curious your thoughts about it. Like the fact, I don't know if it happens to you, but sometimes it does like something like that, that you have that thought about doing that, but I have no idea why I said that. I don't Mm -hmm. really know why those words came out of my mouth, but this field around us is Mm -hmm. holding 
all the information. And I sometimes think that that's the information from the field, just mm -hmm. sort of coming into my awareness and some level that feels like mine, but it's not mine. It's in the field and it's partly, it's, it's something to do with our conversation. Um, but it's, uh, it's, 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 it's fascinating to think about how much we don't know is going on. Oh yeah. I mean, it's insane. And I think it's beautiful. Like we're all messengers for one another. I mean, I think that's why relationship is so important because and I, I like this is why I love these conversations. I end up walking away with something like that. <laughs> and I think if you're open, you know, as a creator, we're all creators. Um, but I also, you know, I'm such a it's creativity is such a huge part of my job and writing and creating. And so I'm constantly open to life. Like I'm constantly looking and listening and um, for inspiration. And so I'm really. I feel like I'm really tapped into that, you know, once we, once we open ourselves up to, to all of the signs and things that come into our awareness, I feel like it's, it's there all the time, you know, and I mean, it is there all the time. It's just once we open ourselves up, we, we now have, we're focused, you know, our focus is, is we're receptive to it. So, um, yeah, I find, I get messages all the time from from conversations and billboards and whatever I may come in contact with. And um, I'll, I'll even listen to songs sometimes that I've listened to a gazillion times and all of a sudden a line will pop out that's, you know, that I hear differently. And I'm like, oh, that's the message. It's, mm. you know, I guess it's, I kind of wonder, is it, is it the universe talking to us or, or, or are we, are we creating it? Are we making meaning out of it? And I, I think it's kind of both ends. Um, because we are the universe. So I guess we're talking to ourselves really. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, I, I feel you. I think there's so many times something like that will happen where you kind of like, don't know why you're saying something and, and it'll, it'll instantly reson resonate with someone. And I think it's so beautiful. I mean, that's that to me, like that mysterious piece of life, I think is so cool. You grew up Southern Baptist, isn't that right? Mm-hmm religion and then there's mm -hmm. spirituality and i mean i don't know if they're different but i would call them different um would you yeah for me spirituality is my own relationship to something bigger than me um and organized religion is once again it's kind of that inward to outward um yeah. piece i feel like uh i feel like organized religion there's there's a i love I, the teaching of, of so many religions i think are beautiful the actual like essence of them um and i i've learned so much from from religion uh and um i feel like my own connection with you know god universe my own spirituality and how i allow it to flow through me into this world is the most powerful mm -hmm. um connection to have I was just wondering if there was sort of like a point in time where you felt like you were torn between these sort of like the ideology of religion and the, and you know, the, so many of so many, so much of the weight that comes with it, shame and being wrong or being too sexual or objectified or any of those things. And if there was like a transition point where you were able to recognize that box that religion has and then 
what it looked like to step into something different that was hopefully perhaps maybe more freeing or mm-hmm. um, uh, accepting um, and had different, a different framework than yeah. the way you grew up. Did you grow up really religious? I did. My, my mom was very religious. Um, and I had, from the time I was like six, I used to have arguments with my mother about like, this makes no sense. Like certain parts of this, like why, why are only a hundred and something thousand people going to heaven, but there's like millions and millions of people on this earth. Like, why is everybody else so bad? Like that fundamental piece of it, I just could not wrap my head around. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't, I just don't believe that. And, um, I ran really far away from it and kind of just exploding, like didn't felt connected. I, I think I probably felt more connected to soul, to, to God through, through music. Um, that was, you know, the most instant way for me to experience that connection. Um, and then at 30, I think is really when I started to, I started to do breath work. That was kind of my first into experiencing um gosh i guess self like a deeper deeper piece of self to soul um to where i was really conscious i was starting to become conscious of that connection and mm-hmm. so from that moment on um for the last 10 years it's really been unwinding and undoing so many yeah so much toxicity around like you said sexuality um you know, original sin, you know, all the things. And, you know, my album, I mean, God's work, my new album is like literally that's what it was. That was the undoing. Like that was, um, I talk about so much of that on the record. And so it, um, and that's the thing, like I'm really of the mindset, like to each their own, everybody finds their own way. And I have no, I have no, um, ill will or you know against any anything or anyone when it comes to religion i i just i choose differently and i I think my own love of for myself has been more freeing um than anything and like i said that that internal um that internal knowing i i was so connected we all are as children to our inner voice so connected and then you know so much it's put onto us from you know our parents and society and we lose that connection and so for me these last 10 years have really been about coming back home to that connection and that being the driving force for for my own spirituality and my own life Mm -hmm. do you think that you're kind of the way you know your music tied you to a little bit more of that religion just being a little you know more country a little bit more keeping you kind of tethered to that image you know when you're kind of come into this you know spotlight as like america's sweetheart you know people people really have that image of you and then you're like but that's i i can be i can be a sweetheart but that's not all of me like and you start to like you know we, we all we all wear a mask to some degree um until we become aware of it and decide to, to take it off and for me like you know being authentic and recognizing that mask and all the the um everything i was trying to uphold for other people or for for the world um mm-hmm. and their expectations like as soon as i started to let that go 
uh, you know, it just it feels like a weight has come off my shoulders. It's you know to to be authentic and allow you know all the like I say the complexities of me to to be present. Um, it's been hard. I mean, I I think I, I used to feel so other like superhuman in so many ways. I never had stage fright. Like I never never thought about it. And then I guess my mid twenties, you know, when I started or late twenties, when I started to allow that mask to fall, I realized I started to really recognize my humanity. And which is at first it's like, oh shit, like I'm this is I don't have that armor anymore. And how do how am I supposed to be superhuman and also human at the same time? Mm-hmm. And uh there's so much fear that came up there. And then I started to allow my humanity. Like I started to allow that to inform not only my life, but my art. And it, I feel like now I can walk into a room feeling, knowing how great I can be and also knowing how vulnerable and, and fragile I am and allow all of that to express itself whether in an interview or whether on stage, like mm. I found, I find that that is, that is the superpower to allow all of you into the space. That's vulnerability. Cause most people yeah. can't hide that side, right? They're like, Oh, I'm going to be tough or I'm, um, I'm the soft, delicate one. So I'm not going to be tough, yeah. you know, or whatever it may be, or I'm not going to cry because that's weak or, um, I'm not going to be goofy and dance around because I'm being bad and I should be doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Since the title of the album is God's Work, um, what is God? I think it's that field. And I think we know it. At least I have my experiences that I know God when I allow it to work through me, mm-hmm. when I'm receptive to it. Um, mm. I think we are. I mean, I say that on my own, like we are God's work and it's, you know, we are, we are creation itself and we are creators and, um, in right relationship to that, I believe, you know, we are, we are the vessel to be worked through. And so I feel like the receptivity of that field, um, that everything is created from, I feel like that field is God. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever thought about it that way. But when you said field earlier, I was like, yeah, that's it. That's the, that, that, and it's always, you know, it's always there. It's um, it explains omnipresence. Yeah. The field. Totally. It's not like some guy that's up in a cloud sitting on a throne. No. It's like, oh, hang on. I got a call. I got to go down. It's like, right. it's just an energy. I, I think of it. It's energy. Yeah. That's why when you said field, I'm like, yeah, I, and I think it's a it's a certain frequency as well. It's like mm-hmm. it's those magical moments of transcendence in a meditation or in um, breath work or in a relationship or maybe when someone meets their baby and they give birth or whatever it is, there's some some frequency that's beyond our normal frequency. Um, it's not inaccessible. It's just... Mm-hmm hard to always be there because it's not there's so much that pulls us down here in this reality well human i mean i mean that's why we're here right though too and i you know to experience everything else 
because otherwise I feel like we are, we are that frequency. And so we'll return to it. um, I believe, but, and we can connect with it. Right. Take me on the space. Exactly. Exactly. But first you got to go into the wild. Of course. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. I feel like, (laughs) I feel like I went through such a period of time where I did connect with that. Well, when I connected with it so intensely, I'm like, I don't want to return. I don't want to return. And then I'm like, you know, but there's so much, there is so much goodness here. And, you know, we, we get all the flavors, you know, we get all the flavors here. And I think being able to ground in this humanity and still access that and then bring that here is kind of, I feel like that's kind of the game. I mean, really, I mean, I, that's, I, and like when I, when I know I'm in that, I mean, I feel like we're in that now, actually. Like, I, I feel when you we were talking about it, I got chills. I was like, oh, I, and to me, that's, I know I've touched into something that's important. And um, when you can bring that through you, it's such a beautiful thing. Like that to me is, that's joy to me. When you said in, in the field and when you started speaking about God, my whole body got goosebumps. Yeah. And that's always such a sign that, that, mm. that it's like basically to me, the universe, it's the knowing frequency is saying, yes, yes, yeah, there, this, totally. is true. this is true. There's such a mission to sort of um, evolve consciousness to bring worldwide peace to um, live in joy and joy and elation or always be happy to some degree. But I question, and we were, you were just starting to sort of really kind of get into that. So that's why I thought we'd take a little bit mm-hmm. of a dive in a little further. I really question what is innate to our human reality. Like what, what is this game that is just not going anywhere? And without it, it wouldn't be the same. And it wouldn't, we wouldn't have, you know, the more, pain I feel, the more joy I feel too. Like there's, Mm -hmm. there's a polarity within me that expands with my experiences. And, um, I wonder from your perspective with all this sort of spiritual, um, positive movement, what do you think is really needs to stay? That's challenging as far as being a human. Oh, I think it all, I think it all stays. I don't think anything gets completely excavated. Um, I don't think there's an end goal. Um, I think it all is, it all is purposeful. Um, Do we have to suffer as much as we do? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like it's all purposeful and it's, I mean, could you think about like never feeling pain again? Like that's kind of, if I did never feel pain again, I, mm. that's sad to me. Have you, did you, there was a great show called um, The Good Place with um, Kristen Bell and Ted Danson. And anyway, it was basically about going to heaven. And when they actually really did make it to heaven, um, sorry if you haven't watched it, but you want to. It's <laughs> Um, when you really get to go to heaven there, you got everything you wanted immediately at the, any, you thought about it and a door would open and you're in Paris. Mm. You thought about it and you'd have an ice cream cone in your hand. And everybody was kind of like brain dead muted when they got there right. because 
there's no, when you can have every, everything that you want at any point in time and there's no negative emotion, um, like you just, there's no, no purpose. Like there needs to be, there needs to be a transition at some point in time or a challenge at some point in time. So once they got given the doorway to be able to fully exit and return to essentially um, source or the ethers or to a frequency, they gave purpose to their life and they started checking off the list of all the cool things that they wanted to do in the world. And so if we just lived happy all the time, how would we know yeah. happy without it? It's like exactly. like med meditating on death. It's like, if you didn't die, what value does life have? So if totally. you didn't have pain, what value would joy have and, and love and happiness if you didn't, because you don't know the opposite. It's like yeah. contrast, contrast seems fundamental to the universe. Oh, I believe so. Absolutely. And it's, um, yeah, that's so powerful. I mean, I just, just to think about not having, I mean, pain has, not that it, it, it's been the only thing that's informed my life and my art, but it's such a huge part of it. And the connection of, you know, the human experience, like I, you know, just to touch on Spaceship, you mentioned that um, yeah. I, you know, released that song in that video recently and um, the, the stories that have been shared with me from people about their own depression and their own loss is so it's been overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, when you touch into the human connection or human experience like that, and it connects people so deeply, um, you know, to, to have that, to have the array of those emotions, um, you know, I, for me as an artist, like I couldn't even imagine being without it. Like it's, it's where I draw everything from, you know, from, from joy and, and pain, hope and sensuality to rage. Like, it's just, it is, um, it's all the colors to which, you know, I paint the canvas with. So it's, it's, it's such a huge part of, of our humanity. And so I think, um, yeah, I don't think the purpose is to ever rid ourselves of any of that. Um, I think, you know, for me, it's just like how much, how can I, how can I follow with it all? And do I have to, sometimes the suffering I feel like is when we, you know, latch on to, for me, with my negativity bias, those like really darker, heavier emotions and I don't let go of it. And so it's, it's been for me learning about how to allow it to, to move through me and also to move with it. And then when joy comes, not being afraid of it because I'm afraid I'm going to go back into that pain, you know? So it's, um, for me, like just the allowance of, of joy has been really challenging because I'm so afraid to touch it. Cause I know eventually it changes into something else. And so just that flow is mm -hmm. a constant practice for me. I just had something come through and tell me if this resonates, um, where, it feels to me like a lot of music is written through pain. And especially I think some of the most powerful music. And I have this belief that music, but anything, but music is an easy one to use in as, as an example because it invokes emotion. Um, but not all of it does. 
the stuff that's mm. true and the stuff that's real carries a certain frequency and energy absolutely that resonates as opposed to something that's written for someone that didn't have it's just kind of words it was like a arrangement of words that rhymes and makes sense whatever it tells some kind of a story but there's not necessarily so much of a deep like emotional truth truth imprint to it so feels to me like there's a lot of a lot of a lot of amazing stuff comes through the pain and that essentially as an artist your your gift to people is is the pain but the gift is through the pain but the gift is connection because mm, yeah. through that emotion you're literally connecting yourself to all these people so as you talk about spaceship and how many great stories have come fr from it now you're not alone anymore you're not just it's not yeah. just wanting to jump on the spaceship because you feel alone. You're like, wait a second. Holy shit. There's a lot of people that feel like this. So mm -hmm. through your pain, you, you go through like the highest pain and perhaps some of the highest joy because you can, you now are connected and plugged into so many people and, and yeah. connection and community is also, I think fundamental. Like I, we operate like cells in a body. Mm -hmm we're all in coherence and we're working and we're fully functional and we're together, everything's going great. You split off and bad things happen. So okay. that, that kind of is what came through. And I just think, I just want to say thank you because like the uh, bravery to go through not only the feeling, but then putting pen to paper and like actually mm -hmm. giving words to it then to. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm giving words to so many experiences and I, it helps me feel less alone. Like, you know, loneliness has been such a key, key core part of, I think all of our experiences, if we're honest, but I, you know, for me, it's, it's been, it's been something I've struggled with for a long time and music has been my way to connect, to communicate. And, um, you know, my benchmark of success these days is did I move someone? And, you know, when I, when I see people, I mean, I'll cry thinking about it. When I see that coming back at me, it was like, yeah, that's that's why I do that. And and you know, I I thought the other day, I'm I'm like, I'm I'm no longer, I don't feel like I'm a singer anymore. Of course I am, but it's at the same time, I feel like I feel like I I am a I'm a communicator. I'm I'm I am a you know I'm someone who heals myself and helps others heal. And mm. I feel like music is just one avenue in which I do that through and I think you know I I used to put all my eggs in that basket and it's like I sing and it's like well no that's just a frequency in which I used in order to help other people and so you're right I mean there's so much there's so much art that is created you know for but people are in there for the money it's like it's it's you know we're creating and to, honestly to numb people out a lot of the time and you know sometimes sometimes my music can be a little hard to swallow these days because it doesn't numb you out <laughs> like it puts you in it and um you know I, there's there's plenty of artists on throughout you know all forms of art that sometimes we need that and it serves its purpose but i think for me i know where where i stand who i want to be as an artist and that's that's someone who helps people you know feel so um it's a gift it's a gift and I'm I'm grateful to be able to to have that gift in this lifetime. It's a it's a really cool gift. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a big gift. It's a it's a it's a yeah, it's a big gift and it carries a lot of a lot of challenges too. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I love this idea that as we're talking about sort of like healing and connection, um, like a healing game, it's, it's an inside job, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. can't, you can't fix anyone. Nobody can fix you necessarily, but I do love this framing an idea that we are hurt in relationship. So our ultimate healing comes in relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious about some relationships in your life that you feel like have healed original wounds. I'll have to say Mindy's probably one of my biggest relationships um, that has helped heal wounding for me. Um, just to have a woman in my life who I think fully, fully sees me and, um, that has, has been there for me through this whole healing journey and this new chapter of it. Um, she's she's just an incredible human being. And so that's been, I I love her. (laughs) She's awesome. Um, I would say that she's been one of my biggest as a newest, you know, as of recent, um, I think my husband has been a huge healer for me. Um, once again, someone who sees me, someone who's seen oh the worst moments in my life and still loves me. And I like I still to this day I'm like the little the one the the, the piece of me that still doesn't love all of me mm-hmm. will ask him, "Do you love me?" Like and you know and it and when I do that, I go, "Ooh, I know I'm not loving myself." Like that instantly I'll go, I, it's not even a question you need to answer. It's a question that I need to answer. And so he has, he's really provided, you know, a loving space for me to get messy and pushes all the buttons and triggers of, of my life, you know? And that's what's so beautiful is that we've committed to staying in it. Like, you know, it's so easy when in relationship you know, all those triggers get triggered and you're like, Oh, I'm out. And so I think we both really, we've been doing a lot together and we both really committed to staying in those moments. And my manager, who's also um, one of my best friends and my creative partner, Daryl Brown, who created the whole record with me. um, He's been incredibly healing for me. And my, my assistant um, who works, she's part of my management team. she's also been incredibly healing for me. Like I have these relationships around me that are very healthy. And I've, you know, a lot of my relationships have been because I've been, you know, I'm constantly working. I have these kind of combined relationship of of business and, and friendship. And I've had many, um, I've had many relationships fall apart because of that, because of that, I didn't know how to handle it and how to set boundaries. And now I feel like I'm having, I have these opportunities with these incredible people in my life where we're all setting, we all set healthy boundaries. We can support each other in friendship and a business. And it's giving me the opportunity to do like all of the beginning of my life and business, like all over again in a new way. And so that's been, that's been beautiful to, and that's part of me stepping into my womanhood too. You know, it's like, Oh, I don't have to be afraid of these relationships. I can, I can have them be multifaceted and it all stems from how I'm holding myself in the relationship and how I, you know, am willing to show up, willing to set boundaries, willing to know my needs um, and express those. And, 
yeah, it's, um, I'm learning relationships are hard for me, like very, very hard for me. Um, but I, if I, if I think about my list of all the ways in which I've grown. How old were you when you started again? I was 11 when I got my record deal yeah, and I was 13 almost when blue came 30 out. Years so of going, going, going. So, yeah. Okay. What, where do you see your, like, where do things move forward? What lights you up? I've heard that you love learning. Like I love learning. Maybe a certain Mindy told I me do. that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I understand that obsessive, um, insatiable uh, drive to consuming and understanding and, you know, whether it's getting healthier, being smarter, whatever it is. Uh, I, I, I have, I have that too. So where does it go? Cause I feel like, I feel like where you're at in your life and with this album and with the, some, some, how symbolic it is for you to sort of get free, um, is what it feels like I'm using. These are my words, um, in so many different aspects. Cause there's so much, so much variety of messaging within the album and so much different sound within the album, even, mm -hmm. um, like this is where you, from here on, you just, you only do what you want to do. Like that's what I yeah. feel for you very strongly yeah. is that the only thing that you do from here on out lights you up. And mm -hmm. so what, where, what are some of those things? Like, what are your secret hobbies that we don't know about that might take shape someday in a different yeah. way? Or, or I create candles actually. Um, I do. I create candles and they're all frequency based. So I, yeah, I actually chant over the candles and we record chants at specific frequencies and as we play them over them as they're drying and so that encodes it into the wax. And so it becomes this whole, yeah, I, I had this epiphany one day, like in the middle, right at the beginning of COVID actually. And I was like, no, it was before that, a couple of years before that. And I, I'm like this, I was reading so much on frequency and yeah. how everything's frequency and how everything can be affected by frequency. And I'm like, wait, I could maybe, and I love candles, I love smell, like scent is, is such a game changer for me, a state changer. And so I, um, I just had this idea one day that I could create and you know, waxes, all records are just a wax mold. And so really? it's, yeah, records are like the, the original, you know, printing of that is just a wax mold and so basically you're recording sound into wax and so like how could I incorporate all of this so I, I've been I've, I've play, been playing around with it for a few years and um, I really want to get that like the business up and running next year we throughout COVID that's basically what my husband and I did was create candles and I stopped this year for a moment because um, you know I've just been so busy and but I'm, I really want to get that up and running and it's, it's super fun. I love creating all the fragrance for it. It's just, it's a blast. So I, I think that I also, one of my gifts is, is scent. And so I, and I love blending random stuff together that no one would ever blend together. And it's, um, it, yeah, it's like, to me, scent is, is like music. And so mm -hmm. I love it. It, it like gives me, yeah, it gives me these feel. It's like a feeling. Um, so yeah, that's one of my little hobbies and I, you know, I, I have a real purpose, I think with my music and it's, you know, I think this album speaks so uh, much to that purpose of, of helping people feel and, you know, um, and moving people and moving myself. I mean, I've, I've gone, I've recorded music that I don't even sing anymore sometimes because I'm like, 
I did that because someone wanted me to. And it's, I, I promised myself, I think in my late twenties, I would never do that again. And that's just like, you know, expanded, but it is about creating things that, you know, help, help to touch people. And I'm working, I did a chant record in 2020. I'm working on my second chant record now. Um, I don't know. I don't know where it all goes. I mean, I think, like I said, I, I think that music is just one avenue for, for what I, you know, want to help people with. Um, you know, I, I have my podcast that I dip in and out of. I, yeah. um, I love talking about this stuff. Thank you. Uh, I love talking about this stuff. I love, you know, I'm sure I'll do like if for as much as I, for as much as I speak on stage, public speaking is terrifying for me, but I know it's like, it's the next thing that I want to do. Um, by the way, so, yeah. speaking engagements where it's just Q and A. Yeah. That's a good, the, thank you for saying that. <laughs> Maybe I'll ease in that way. Yeah. Um, I did a, I did Lewis, Lewis house had an event that I did. Um, yeah, he wanted me to come speak and, and uh, he's like, well, just, just come. I want you to like push your boundaries. I want you to do like, just speak for like 10 minutes and then we can do a Q and A. I'm like, okay, I can do that. Perfect. So um, I did, I went and, and once you get me talking, I don't shut up and I've learned. And I also chanted, like I did this whole speech into a chant and had everybody chant with me. And then we did a Q and A. It was so fun. And after that, I, I was so high after that, from that experience. I'm like, oh, I need to be doing more of this. So yeah. it will happen. Yeah. 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 I gave you the yes. Yes. Cool. Well, we'll be watching and smelling. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. Well, congrats on everything. Congrats on the new Thank album. You. Congrats on the candle line that's on its way because you've sent that yes. out to the universe. Absolutely. And, um, no no and pun intended. I've sent it out. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Like you have a lot to share and a lot and your your energy connects people, um, not just through music, but through your words, which is you know, probably what you're feeling on stage and, and what's mm. happening in this interview and then what's happening when people listen to it. It's, uh, it's really powerful. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks everybody for listening to the Pretty Intense podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like what you heard today and you want to hear more, please click on the subscribe button.